The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. When the anointing came upon him, his fame went round about. Many are looking for fame without anointing. Fame without the anointing will lead to casualty. Are you hearing? Hear what I'm saying? This is so crucial. Listen, fame without the anointing will lead you toward casualty. Winter is calling, winter is biting. But winter or no winter, we will praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, um, I'm, how many of you are, are pushing, getting ready for uh, next, week's, next week Thursday is um, Shabbat. And then uh, the first Thursday in December is Shabbat. We are going to crown the year with God's goodness. Uh, but particularly, I want you to get ready because in the month of December, uh, we have quite a lot in the month of December. December the 1st, we have our very first healing school. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. December the 1st, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., uh, we have our first healing school. Uh, now, the, our, when I was in the U.S. this year, um, I was in a meeting, Dr. Bill Winston was ministering, and uh, they were having a healing school. And uh, I think it was the first time I was in a healing school. And so whilst he was preaching, I just saw at some point when the anointing came upon him, his face changed and his face looked like a lion. Like a, a rolling lion. The moment I saw that, it was like a moment of transfer of the anointing. And then I just felt the Holy Spirit said, healing school. So I was looking for an opportunity for us to have our first healing school. So I believe that uh, this first one will, will be full of signs, wonders, and miracles in the name of Jesus. So let's, 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 let's prepare our hearts. Let's get ready because something unusual is going to break loose in our midst in the name of Jesus. And so Saturday the 1st, which is 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., it's our healing school. I want to encourage you. It's open to everyone. It's free. Uh, it's going to be something we haven't done before. So the, the, it will be something different. Your faith will be boosted and the power of God will be present to heal. And then on the Sunday, which is Sunday, the 2nd of December, we have a special healing, miracle, and communion service. So we want to come ready because... Now, you know, December is a month where the devil is thirsty for blood. So we need to apply the blood of Jesus. God says, when I see the blood, 
I will pass over. So this is an opportunity for you to invite everyone you know for preservation in the month of December. So let's come ready and God will bless us in Jesus' name. And then on the 23rd of December, we have Hills, a vine song coming, amen. A vine song is coming again. So on the 23rd of December, it will be an extended time of praise and worship. And you know that God is doing something in this ministry through praise. So don't miss out. Invite family and friends. Uh, God willing, by next week, we'll have flyers ready and um, so that you can use it to invite your family and friends. And then on the 31st of December, we have our crossover service. So December is really packed for us as a ministry. So I want you to be praying into it and God will really bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, are you ready for tonight's teaching? All right, turn with me please in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. This month of November, we have been doing a series of teaching on the anointing. And I believe that it's been very, very in-depth. And I believe that it has been a great blessing to many of you. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, I read. The Bible says, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away off thy shoulder and his yoke off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing with my series that I have titled Anointed to Overtake. Anointed to Overtake. I've always said that life is a race. But even though life is a race, there are some people you probably started with in life that have gone ahead of you. And sometimes if you're not careful, you become bitter. Because most of the times, these people are people you have taught or helped. Maybe helped financially, maybe taught in class, and so on and so forth. And then when it comes to life, they are ahead of you. But it does not mean that the fact that they are ahead of you doesn't mean that you cannot overtake. If you can engage the right tools, you will be able to overtake. And remember, last week I, I said something very important that to overtake, humility is key. And that if you're going to overtake those who are ahead of you, three things are necessary or vital that you cannot overtake someone who is ahead of you whom you keep criticizing. If you want to overtake those who are ahead of you, you don't have to criticize them because you don't want to waste your energy to criticize them, to start saying, the thing is you are behind them already. Why do you want to use your energy to criticize their leg or their neck or the, and so on. You don't have that time. You don't have that energy. Use your energy to run and overtake them. Number two, I said that you cannot overtake anyone in the kingdom of God if your motive is wrong. What is the motive? Why do you want to overtake? Why do you want this anointing? 
Do you want to show that person you are also anointed? If the motive is wrong, God will not anoint you. Why do you want to marry? Why do you want to buy a new house? Why do you want a new car? Why do you want a new shoe? Why do you want a church? Why do you want to start a church? Is it because someone is doing it? And so you said, I can do better than they are doing? Motives. If your motives are wrong, God will not give you that anointing to overtake. Number three, I said, you cannot overtake anyone in the kingdom of God for competitive purposes. For competitive purposes. And, and last week, we did look at a case studies of a negative competitive negative competitive competition. We saw Ahimas and Kushai who were running. Ahimas had no message, but he got there first. Kushai had a message, he got there second. But you see, even though Ahimas got there first, he was asked to stand aside. So it's not about being competition, it's not about being competitive. It's very important for us to understand this. So this week, we want to look at something very important. Now, the reason being, I want you to understand that even Jesus needed the anointing to be able to function effectively on his, his duty. Jesus could not have functioned effectively without the anointing. That's why the last name of Jesus is not his surname. Christ is not Jesus' last name. Christ simply means the anointed one and his anointing. So if Jesus needed the anointing to be able to function effectively on his mission here on earth, then you and I need more than the anointing. You and I need, as a matter of fact, Double, 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 double portion. Or a million portion of what Jesus had. Let me show you something quickly in Luke chapter 4, verse 1 and verse 14. Luke chapter 4, verse 1 and verse 14. The Bible says that, and Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, the background is when Jesus obviously was tempted by the devil. After he was tempted, look at verse 14, look at what happened. The Bible says that, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee and there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. Notice that carefully. What made the difference was the anointing. When the anointing came upon him, his fame went round about. Many are looking for fame without anointing. Fame without the anointing will lead to casualty. Are you hearing? Hear what I'm saying? This is so crucial. 
Listen, fame without the anointing will lead you toward casualty. I have seen many, many churches that came around and, and became big one time. Huge. As a matter of fact, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen pastors start, start churches and then on the first day of the church that they are starting, there are over a thousand people. That's all people's members. Jesus never started his ministry with a thousand members. It's not possible. Even Jesus, even God, the first church God started was with one man, Adam. God's first church was one man, Adam. And then he had a second member, Eve. And then they multiplied from there. So if you start a church, and most of the time, most of the time, these pastors, these prophets, glorify in the fact that we started our church today and there was 5,000 people. That's a lie. That's not a church. You've stolen people's members. And so you see these churches, they start boom that way. And their focus is on numbers, fame, fame, fame. Give them 10 years. Give them 13 years maximum. They are nowhere to be found. Because you started with fame without the anointing. In the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God operates in this manner. From seed to harvest. Not the other way around. Are you following what I'm saying? Not the other way around. It's very important. So Jesus knew very well that for my ministry to be effective, I need the anointing. I need the anointing. So the Bible says that Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. The wilderness experience is where the anointing is proving. David was on the wilderness with his father's little sheep. His anointing was being tested there. His anointing was being trained there. Many people don't have a wilderness experience. They just come up and say, I am this, I have this title, I'm bishop, I'm pope, I'm archbishop, I'm prophet, I'm this. No wilderness experience. No wilderness experience whatsoever. And then, one day, when a little test comes, you see everything they've built, not through the right process, comes down. That's why in verse 14 of Luke chapter 4, the Bible says that after Jesus was tested, he returned in the power. When he was led, he didn't go in power. But after he had gone through the wilderness experience, he came with power. He came back with the anointing. Are you following what I'm saying? He came back in power. He returned in power. That's why the devil could not stand him. And hear me, the opposite of Jesus is not the devil. <laughs> the opposite of Jesus is not the devil. It's not Satan. 
The opposite of good is bad. But the opposite of Jesus is not Satan. Because Satan has no power compared to what Jesus had. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why when the, when the devil came test, tempting Jesus, Jesus said, get thee behind me. Are you following? He said, get thee behind me. You are Satan. You are, you, I mean, uh, Jesus in, is, is in a class all by himself. That's what the Bible says in the book of Colossians that Jesus made a public show of the devil openly triumphing in it. And he took the keys. And he gave it to you and I. And, and oh, oh, this is this this, will, this is too deep for you. Listen. The opposite of you is not even the devil. You are more powerful than the devil. The opposite of you is not Satan. Do you know why? Because Genesis 1, the Bible says that, and God created man, 26, and gave him dominion over everything here on earth. God put man here on earth, right? When Satan was cast out from heaven, where was he sent to? The earth. Where God knows very well man that he made in his image is. If God knows that man cannot handle Satan, God is not wicked for him to put Satan here on earth. Are you you getting this? Many of you have given Satan more power than he has. He is under your feet. Are you following what I'm saying? He is where he's under your feet. When he sees you coming, he's scared. Because you are made in the image of God. That's why he cannot reach God. So he plays little games on you. And guess what? The devil has no power. Jesus stripped all the power that he had from him. All the devil has now is wows. Wows is deception. He's a shadow. It's like a, a bulldog, but no teeth. You know, bulldog is big. It wants to scare you. It will bark and rush on you, but it has no teeth, so it can't bite. It's a shadow. It's a shadow. Are, are, you, are you getting this? This is so important. Once you understand the level where you are, I mean, listen, Psalm 8, the Bible says that God has made man a little lower than the angel. The word angel there means Elohim. We are not below angels. And we are not supposed to worship angels. Angels are supposed to serve us. Are you following what I'm saying? So when it comes to ranking, is God, is the Holy Spirit, is Jesus, next to Jesus is more. Are you following what I'm saying? Next to Jesus is you. Next to Jesus is me. Next to Jesus is us. Because God has made us a little lower than Elohim himself. So when it comes to ranking, the devil is far, 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 far. Guess what? The Bible says that we are seated together with him, in him. We are in him. We are seated in him. We are not seated with him. Now, 
with means there is distance. In means there is no distance. So if it's with, if there are 20,000 people sitting on this first row, now by the time you get to that stage, it's, it's, it's far, far away. Are you following me? You can see it's far away from everyone. But we are not seated with him. We are seated in him. So in heaven, there are, three, there are three chairs. God, the Holy Ghost, Jesus. Where Jesus is, you and I are there. Amen. <laughs> because we are joint heirs. Are you? Uh, okay, okay, okay. This is another teaching for another day. Are you, are you getting this? So, <clears throat> okay, no, let, let me go. So the anointing is so important. We need to understand how the anointing works so that you can operate in the anointing. That's why Jesus told his disciples, hey guys, I'm leaving, but I'm going to pray the Father to send in my place the paracletos, the Holy Ghost, the comforter. He is coming in my place because I cannot leave you without no one. And when I leave, when I was with you, I was limited. But when this Holy Spirit comes, he is not limited. He will be at every place at all times without limitation. Are you following me? So he said, I will send you the Holy Spirit. When he comes, he will reveal to you all things. Are you, get, get this, this is so important. So Jesus knew that without the Holy Spirit, we can't function. Without the anointing, we can't function. So he said to his disciples in Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 1 verse 4, he said to them, wait. It was a command. He said, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, ye have heard of me. Are you following me? So Jesus knew that if I could not function without the anointing, guess what? The, the assignment I'm sending you to do, you can't function without the anointing. So he said, wait. Wait till you are endured with power from on high. When you are endured with power from on high, you are now operating in the anointing. So Acts 1.8, he said, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses where in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. Because without the anointing, you can't function. You can't function in Jerusalem. You can't function in Judea. You can't function in Samaria. You can't function in the uttermost part of the earth. That's why we need the anointing. 
That's why we need the anointing. Because where the anointing is, the devil can't operate. Witches and wizards cannot operate where the anointing is. When the anointing is present, when they come, they will tremble and they will fall. Are you, are you getting this? So it's so important to desire the anointing. If you are going to overtake your number one secret weapon is anointing. Do you think Usain Bolt will go and tell his competitors what he uses to outrun everyone? No. That guy is not going to reveal his secret to no one. Because if he reveals it to you, you're going to use it and overtake him. When a Hindu is chanting in the morning, you wake up going to that business, you just slept, watched a horror movie, slept at night, dreamt about horror creatures, woke up, took your briefcase, your laptop, and you're gone. And you're about to do a presentation, and the laptop is not turning on. Because his witches and wizards have gone into your laptop. They've chanted your laptops. You wake up, you go to wherever you're going without any sense of understanding that you have the anointing to work for you. I tell people, you don't know the secret behind this church. There are many secrets. There are many secrets behind this church. It doesn't take one thing to have a ministry that members are flourishing. Where testimonies are not manipulated. Are you following what I'm saying? There are places where all the testimonies are manipulated. And when you see, you know this one... (laughs) They've just given him some money to get. The anointing is not there. The anointing is not there. So it's vital in these last days to desire for the anointing. You're making a presentation, be it business, whatsoever. After you finish, use your brain. After you finish with your presentation, apply the anointing. Put it down and say, Father, in the name of Jesus. I release the yoke breaking, the burden removing, anointing upon this proposal. As I present it, it will receive favor. And you begin to wonder, how is it that you are making it? Because you are also engaging the realm of a higher power. Listen, if you want this anointing, God only puts this anointing on people who are serving who are serving the kingdom. Because, you know, God cannot be mocked. The Bible is clear. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. You want an anointing for what? God will ask you for what? The disciples were anointed for a specific purpose. So you'll be witnesses. My witnesses. That is serving. So God anoint me. I want to be anointed like pastor. I want to be so powerful. What for? I'm using my anointing to serve. 
What are you going to use your anointing for? What are you going to use your anointing for? So I can show them, I just want to do that and then 100 people will fall. That's not the purpose of the anointing. I just want to do blow air. And then people will fall. That's not the purpose of the anointing. The anointing is not given by God to glorify self. And for those of you who think the anointing is in falling down, when we get to heaven you will know that the anointing is not in falling down. They say, ah, today pastor prayed for him and he fell down. Oh, wow, pastor is really anointed. That's not the anointing. I could have pushed that person down. The Bible says that when Jesus Christ was preaching and teaching, when the people were sitting down, the Bible says the power of God was present to heal. That's the anointing. As you are sitting down, the anointing is working. The anointing is not in falling. It's working on you. It's removing burdens. It's destroying yokes. That's the anointing. So God only puts his anointing on those who serve the interest of his kingdom. Psalm 89 from verse 20 to 24. The Bible says that God said, I have found my servant David. You see, he's a servant. I have found my servant David. When God comes looking, what, he will, what will he find you doing? Serving? <laughs> I have found my servant David, and with my holy oil have I anointed him. And look at what happens when you're anointed. When you are found serving and you are anointed, it says, with whom my hand shall be established, my arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not exert upon him. Why? Because he's anointed. You see, when you are anointed, no devil can have his field day on you. That's why I tell you that look for the headquarters of witches. Take me there. Put all of them together. I'll take a bed and I'll sleep. I will not pray one prayer. I will not pray one prayer. Because you see, when David met Goliath, David didn't start saying, no, no, no. David knew. David knew who was on his side. David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who is defying the armies of the Lord? You come against me with sword and spear. I come against you in the name of the Lord. And do you know what that name of the Lord means? The name of the Lord is Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Philippians, I'll give you a name which is above every name. And at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee shall bow. That's why when, 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 Goliath, when David slung the stone, Goliath fell face down because he used the name of the Lord. He used the name of Jesus. So Goliath fell face down. Why? Because everywhere the name of the Lord is mentioned, every knee has to bow. And every tongue has to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
So when you are operating in the, in the anointing, the enemy shall not exert upon you. Nor the son of wickedness afflict you because you are operating in the anointing. Verse 23 said, I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate, hate him. So you see, when you are anointed, God fights your battles for you. God said, I will beat your foes before your face. <laughs> Solution. God said, I will beat your foes before your face. And I'll plague them that hate you. So as for you, anyone who hates you, a plague is coming on them. <laughs> anyone, anywhere, in any nation, in any continent, anywhere, who hates you, a plague comes upon them. Do you know what a plague is? One of them is a boy. So they have boils all over. They say, I can't. <laughs> they have boils everywhere. And you know, a boil is a very interesting plague. It targets very uncomfortable places. <laughs> when it's coming, it's interesting. Out of the whole body, the boil just decides either your armpit. <laughs> Or hidden places, you know what I mean? So, when, when you are working, you are working like <laughs> When you see them working like that, you say, ah! <laughs> this one hates me. That's why the Lord, the Lord has plagued him. <laughs> is coming up on them. The next time you go looking for them, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for hating you. Glory be to God. On their bed, they can't sleep because boil is everywhere. Where you turn boil? They have to hang them in the air. <laughs> Operating in the anointing, anyone who hates you, it's at their peril. That's what God told Abraham. Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. He said, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. Yeah. That's why I told you that when you are operating in the blessing, there is only one blessing. And God said, I have blessed. And I cannot reverse it because the blessing is an everlasting covenant. He said, I have not found iniquity in Jacob. Because once you are blessed, that's, you have to understand how these things work. Desire for the blessing. Desire for the anointing. And when you are operating in these it doesn't matter. Somebody will just hate you and by the time you realize they are no longer there. 
I tell you, anyone that has fought this church have never survived. Anyone that has fought members of this church, they have never survived. Why? Because we are operating in the anointing. We might be David, you might be Goliath, you might be a huge... There was a time, there was a huge company that had resources in the millions came against this church. We were using a facility and the lady, the CEO of the, of the organization just came and just threw us out, just like that. Their annual turnover was in the tens of millions of pounds. Not long after, in less than six months, all their resources dried up. I saw them begging for coins at Three Bridges train station. I went to check their annual turnover from 10 million to zero. You, can, you, you cannot fight a church that is anointed. You are destroying Jesus. You see, the church, this is what I tell you. The quorum for a church is two or three. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name. That's the quorum for a church. That's the church. It doesn't matter where they are meeting. If you kick against it, it's a brick. It will ground you. It's a stone. When it falls on you, you are grounded into powder. Don't touch a church that is anointed. Don't touch a Christian that understands the anointing. David understood the anointing. That's why David cried and said, take not your Holy Spirit away from me. In other words, take not your anointing away from me. Some of you are too polished. You say, I wear a suit to work. So, uh, you know, these anointing things, I cannot... Do you know which devil sat on that desk before you sat there? Who has put curses there? Say, whoever is going to sit on this desk will not last seven days. And you are just casual about it. Huh? You have to understand how these things operate. You have to understand how these things work. The devil is not happy. He's not happy. He doesn't want you to go far. So God says, I'll plague everyone that hates you. Verse 24, he said, my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. And in my name shall his horn be exalted. Say amen to that. Psalm 92 from verse 10, an extension of the anointing. He said, but my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of an unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Say amen. Amen. That must be your prayer daily. Father, anoint me with fresh oil. The anointing you received yesterday is not the same anointing that will work for you today. Even cars, they have to change oil once a year, isn't it? Isn't that right? There are some cars that change oil once every week. <laughs> yeah. You can't say, I received an anointing last year, so it's enough. No. You need fresh anointing. For day, it's daily. Daily. 
There are somebody sitting somewhere cursing your relationship that this relationship will not work. You need fresh anointing. There is somebody somewhere cursing your children that they will not go far. You need what? Fresh anointing. It says, my eyes shall see my desire on my enemies and my ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. So every time they rise up against you, you will see, you will see your desire upon them. Now what should the desire of the righteous be? The enemy also has a desire. He wants you dead. What should your desire also be? Whatever he wants me to be, they become. They want you dead. That should be your desire. You see, it says you should die in seven days. Ah, that's my desire for the enemy. So they will die in seven days. Everything they say about you, any wicked plans, you you hear it. You hear, you hear, you hear their desire. You hear whatever they plan against you. I say, oh, Pastor, you know, we have to be gentle. Oh, it's grace. Yeah, you know, it's a dispensation of grace. The Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost of grace. But he killed Ananias and Sapphira in the New Testament. How about that? Because God said, the vengeance belongs to me. I say, oh, oh Pastor. Uh, I just want to be. You know what somebody told me one day? There was a a very well matured Christian. He said, You know me? I don't want trouble. So I don't want to touch the devil so he will not touch me. I said, My friend, you don't understand how the devil prays. The devil doesn't have to wait for you to touch him before he touches you. Whether you like it or not, he is coming for you. The devil don't play fair. The devil is like my Tyson. In the ring, he, he bites your ears. He knows the rules, but he bites your ears. Once you are if under holy field, you are beating, you are giving the devil blows well. He's feeling it. And he has nothing else to do. <laughs> he will use his teeth. He don't play fair. So don't, don't take your, your ear and say, if you like, bite it and see. Verse 12, Psalm 92, it says, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Say amen to that. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Say amen to that. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. To show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. Hallelujah. So it's time for us to operate in the overtaking anointing. It's time. One of the harshest yoke and burden that the enemy places on Christians in this modern day 
is a burden of debt. Is a burden of debt. And tonight, we're going to praise God. And that yoke, you're going to praise God genuinely. Listen, when we talk about praise, it has to be with all your energy. If you do it half-hearted, God will not be in it. Let me show you the praise that God is in. The one David did. The Bible says, and David danced before the Lord. It's not when it's time for praise, you're just doing it. No, you don't know what is chasing you. If you know what is chasing you, you know me doing praise the Lord. No. David said, Mikael, you don't know where God took me from. I will yet be vowed before the Lord. You see, I've always said, what is chasing you determines how fast you run in life. Some of you, uh, you are running like this. It's a puppy. Puppy is following you. Puppy, puppy trouble is chasing you. So if it's a puppy, now in the church, there are different kinds of people. Some people, their trouble is puppy. So if he's praising God like this, it's a puppy problem. But as for your problem, it's a lion problem. There's a lion chasing you, and you are doing that. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Like David, yeah. you take away all this diligence. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Oh God, as you are praising him, God said, yeah. Because remember Psalm 22 verse 3, God inhabits the praise of his people. And tonight, death will be lifted. Anywhere where your name is, any computer where your name is with death, they'll be wiped off. That database will be wiped off. I decree it prophetically. I prophesy it. In the name of Jesus. There are people who death, death is hanging on their head. It's a yoke. It's a burden. And the purpose of that death is to bow your head. Every knock you hear on your door, your heart is shaking. If the postman is coming, you run to hide in the toilet. It's not of God. It will come down today. I said it will come down today. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said it will come down today. So let's look at 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 1 to 7. I want you to be sensitive. Very sensitive. 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 1 to 7. The Bible says, now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that 
my serv- thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be born men. Look at what the devil does. He imprisons your seed because he doesn't want your future to prosper. That's what death does. Death mortgages your future seed. That's why for many of you and most of us, we have to be careful what kind of debts we are going into. Loans. You don't go take a loan to go on holiday. That's all wisdom. You don't go take a loan to have a wedding. That's all wisdom. You are starting in the negative. And then when you go to honeymoon, you cannot sleep. You are thinking. <laughs> you are thinking. You know, because, because you go take that loan on anticipation that people will give you money who are coming to the wedding and all they brought you is five pounds, five pounds, five pounds. And you've taken a loan in the hundred thousand to do a wedding. On the honeymoon, instead of enjoying the, the honey, it's bitter, it's bitter. It's bitter, the honey is not sweet, it's bitter. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't go get a loan to go on holiday, that's not wisdom. Don't go get a loan to buy a car, that's not wisdom. If the car is going to bring you business to get, get more money, it's different. Are you following what I'm saying? It's different. But don't, don't go and get into debt. So this woman was in debt, and the debtor has come to take his sons, which represent the seed. Verse 2, the Bible said, And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me. What hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid had not anything in the house save a pot of oil. This is familiarity. She had something in her house. She said she had nothing. The pot of oil represented the anointing. But she was familiar with the anointing. I've always told you, the anointing you need to move to the next level is in this house. It's not outside of this house. But you see, if you are not sensitive to the anointing, you will say, I have nothing. She said, I have nothing save a pot of oil. Verse 3. Then he said, Elisha said unto her, go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. Now how can you go and borrow vessels from your neighbors if you don't have good relationship with them? You're in the neighborhood, you don't have friends, you play loud music, disturbing your neighbors, parking your neighbor's car park, not being considerate. You are not the only one that God has blessed with two or three cars. You have one parking lot. Park in your own car space. Have good neighborhood ethics with people you live around with. One day you might need them. One day you might need them. 
So can you imagine this, this woman, if she had quarreled with all her neighbors? <laughs> quarreled with all her neighbors. And then the prophet says, go and borrow empty vessels from your neighbors. The, the neighbors will say, ah, you, you. Yesterday you insulted me. You are coming to borrow empty vessels from me? Why are you building empty vessel factory in your house? What are you going to do with the empty vessel? So you have to have good relationship with your neighbors. Verse 4, the Bible says, And then, and when thou hast come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour into all the vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. You see, it says, when you come in, you shall shut the door. That means it's not everything you go telling the public. Go borrow vessels. Don't tell them what you're going to do with the vessel. You see, but unfortunately, some, some of us, hey, we talk, we talk. We are even revealing our secrets to our enemies. Do you know David's, uh, Joseph's brothers were his enemies? They said, oh, one day I saw, I had a dream. The dream, in the dream, I saw 11 stars bowing down. I saw 11 sheep bowing down. I said, huh? <laughs> you want me to bow down? You are the last born? You want me to bow down to you? Yeah, they were, there. They were his enemies. And most of the times, the people you take your, your, your revelations to, most of the time, they are your enemies. If only God will open your eyes to see what is going on in their heart, you will know. The Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked. Wicked. So shut the door. Somebody say shut the door. Shutting the door there also means, excuse my language, shut your mouth. I'm sorry, but sometimes just shut it. Just, just control yourself. There are some things you have to wait for it to cook before it comes out. Did you notice that when Mary was pregnant with Jesus, no one knew till after five months? Elizabeth only knew that Mary was pregnant after five months. Five represent grace. Wait till the thing has cooked. Are you following what I'm saying? I was hearing a man of God who said he travels a lot, uh, Bishop to the Bismarck for ministry assignment. He said, I'm traveling to go and preach. The only flight that is delayed, my flight. When I'm going here, the only flight delayed, my flight, all the time. So he said, now I've told my PA, if I'm going to uh, uh, Germany, we'll tell the devil I'm going to South Africa. <laughs> we'll tell the devil I'm going to South Africa. So by the time the devil realized I'm in Germany, so his flight will not delay. Because his itinerary is public. Everybody sees and say, ah, he's traveling too much. He's here, he's here, he's here, he's here. There are devils everywhere. Are you following what I'm saying? So sometimes, you know, you just quick go in, come, 
Did you notice how Nehemiah built the wall? He went at night secretly to spy. Secretly. Nobody knew. It's not everything you can. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. I am believing God for one million pounds. I've, I've, I've submitted a contract in two days. I think they are going to look at it. It's going to become one million pounds. And hallelujah, praise the Lord. Church, celebrate with me. Oh. <laughs> you don't know that even the devil comes to church. Anyway, that's for another day now. So Elisha said, go shut the door. You, between you, behind you and your sons, pour the vessels, pour the oil into the vessels. Set the ones that are full aside. I love that. Set the ones that are full aside. Don't, you see, the vessels, they also represent human beings. For instance, when you are in a church, you have to be filled. You see, the purpose of preaching and teaching is to fill you. Is to make you full. You come empty, we train you, we teach you, we make you full. And then when we make you full, we set you aside. Not you set yourself aside. Not you say, now I've got what I want, I'm leaving. No, you have to be waited for the one who poured into you to set you aside. To now say, ah, you are now competent, you can do this, you can do that. Inside the house, not outside. Verse 5. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet another vessel. And, and he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Verse 7. This is not the time to forget the prophet. You see, in many cases, Many Christians forget the prophets where they began. Verse 6, they say, ah, now I've got what I want. Hasta la vista. Bye-bye. I'm going. I always say, if you come to the church and are believing God for 100,000 pounds, that's a stepping stone. God will give it to you. If you leave the church at that point, what if two or three days later, 500,000 pounds is coming? Why do you leave when you get hundred? Why don't you stay? Many of the times people forget. They get their breakthrough, they forget church. They get their house, they forget God. You forgot the place where God gave it to you. That's why God was always telling the children of Israel, remember, don't forget because human beings, they have amnesia. They forget very quickly. They forget. Don't forget. Don't forget what God does for you. Remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to make wealth. When you build nice houses, don't forget, God gave you the testimony from this house. The seven finally, the Bible says that, she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil, pay thy debt, leave thou and thy children of the rest. Say amen to that. Amen. See what the anointing does? 
it destroys the yoke of death. I see a transfer coming into the body of Christ. I see a wind of breakthrough coming into the body of Christ. And in the next five years, globally, the body of Christ will not have a single death. I'm talking about globally the whole body of Christ. A time is coming in the next five years, there will not be a single church, a single Christian who will ever buy anything on loan or on credit. Because God is bringing in a wealth in such a way that the global economy will recognize what God is doing in the lives of God's people. Are you following what I'm saying? And I see it's coming. And it's going to happen because of the anointing. I said it's going to happen because of the anointing. And it's time for us to push into the anointing press into the anointing. And as we do that, God will do exploits in our lives. Saints, desire the anointing. Desire the anointing. Desire the overtaking anointing. That destroys every yoke. That removes every burden. Be it sickness, it shall be removed tonight. Any sickness, any disease, the anointing will remove it tonight. As we praise God tonight, as you dance tonight, you will see God come through for you. Because remember, God inhabits the praise of his people. Did you see what happened here last week? The power of God was so present. So much power. Because there is power in praise. Are you ready? Did you receive it tonight? Give Jesus some praise. I said give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. 